wanted to help spread the message to all of the catalysts out there in the world. Like, you're not crazy. You're not alone. There's a tribe. There's a name for it. You're not perfect either. Let's be honest about that. But we see you and we see your journey and we'd like to share the wisdom, the very data-driven wisdom that you had collected combined with my personal stories of having been a practitioner trying to create this in the world. A catalyst is the people around us that see so much opportunity to make the world better and they feel driven to action to do it. I'm Shannon Lucas. I'm Tracy Lovejoy. To celebrate the launch of our book, Move Fast, Break Shit, Burnout, we're launching this podcast featuring interviews with the catalysts who are featured in the book. Please subscribe now to get the next episodes as they're released this fall. To connect with other catalysts like you, come join our global community at galaxy.catalystconstellations.com. Hey there, I am Tracy Lovejoy, and I am delighted and honored to get to be interviewing my partner in business and amazing friend these days, Shannon Lucas. Thanks for being here, Shannon. Thanks, Tracy. I feel the same way. Let's kick off by having you just tell our listeners a little bit about you. I'm a lifelong change agent. I wear that badge proudly. I've spent the last decade or more creating change in some of the world's largest organizations, which is why that's so resonant for me, starting with Vodafone, where I helped build the enterprise innovation team from the ground up, a global program where we were activating change agents and providing them the support they needed around the world, to Cisco, where I was doing Horizon 3 innovation and leaning into emerging technologies like blockchain, figuring out the best use cases and methodologies. And finally, most recently, I was executive vice president of emerging business at Ericsson and looking for the net new opportunities there. On a more personal note, I am a mom and I have a wonderful partner, Adam, who has five boys. So my life is full from that perspective. I think there's also a thread of adrenaline junkie through my life, which (laughs) actually describes why I gravitate towards some of the work opportunities that I gravitate towards. But yeah, I love rock climbing. I did that for years. Like if there's an adrenaline bump to be had, I'm probably out there doing it at some point. I love that. I know. I remember when you bought your motorcycle and I was like, what? Kit, her name is Kit after both Eartha Kit and Kit from Knight Rider. Yes. It's perfect. So Shan, what do you see as your relationship to the word catalyst? My relationship is deep (laughs) to the word catalyst. I think like a lot of people, once I heard you describe what it was, you almost get this profound sense of relief. I mean, that's not the almost, that is true, but often the tears come with it because it's just like, I have struggled my whole life to understand myself in context of everyone else. And you get given these labels, and particularly as a woman, I think you get some additional labels of you're too loud, you're too bossy, you're too fast, you're too this, you're too that. Even the ones that we kind of embrace, like, yeah, I'm a disruptor, I'm a positive troublemaker, but they're not always given to us with the intention that we want to receive them. You know, sometimes it's just because they actually think that we're being too disruptive. And so when you described to me what a catalyst was, it was like, 
like the penny dropped. It provided a bunch of context about a lot of the work that I had done trying to activate change agents. It was like, now I understand why that 10% showed up so differently than the other 90% and why there was probably nothing I could have personally done to get that other 90% to show up like that 10%, which I had really internalized. So yeah, it was like just deep gratitude and relief for the term and the frame. It's a beautiful story. So how did this transition for you to really want to write this book? I wanted to write this book and with you specifically, because as I was getting to understand deeper and deeper what it meant to be a catalyst, but more importantly, what the self-awareness and self-identification meant to catalysts, how just that nugget precipitated all these amazing positive changes I wanted to help spread the message to all of the catalysts out there in the world. Like, you're not crazy. You're not alone. There's a tribe. There's a name for it. You're not perfect either. Let's be honest about that. But we see you and we see your journey. And we'd like to share the wisdom, the very data-driven wisdom that you had collected, combined with my personal stories of having been a practitioner trying to create this in the world. I think there's an interesting point here too about like, it's never too late. But like after one class, we had this gentleman write us and just said, I'm finding out at 50 who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wrote the book. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing people take away from Move Fast, Break, Ship, Burn Out, what would you like it to be? My big thing for everyone in the world, but particularly for Catalyst because of what we go through with all of the resistance and the naming and stuff would be self-awareness and self-compassion. You can't really get to the self-compassion without the self-awareness. We're hard on ourselves. We are perfectionists in every part of our lives. So that is a very sort of unique quality to this community because we can always see how things can be better. And we get those sort of terms from the rest of the world that I was talking about. And especially if you're some sort of intersectionality, whether you're a person of color or you're a woman or you have other cognitive diversity things that you're bringing to the table. And we can internalize that and we hear the pain in the stories of the catalyst that we talk to. And so I just wish for every everyone, like start with self-love, start with self-compassion. And many catalysts may not respond to that on its own, but I can tell you that it also makes you a better change maker. We've always got to frame it. Always got to frame it to be in service, right? Yes. That's what drives us. So as a catalyst, how was it to write a book? It was super fun. And, you know, in typical Catalyst style, we learned a lot in the process. We refined and got to understand even more deeply both the journey of the Catalysts and how to support them. It was also hard. And you and I are not natural writers. We both tend to be on the verbose descriptive side. We like the (laughs) fancy names and all of that stuff. And so, you know, working with a fantastic ghostwriter like Brandon that we worked with, and part of the reason we want to like put that out there is that as a catalyst, one of the things we encourage people to do is to lean into your strengths and find people to support you where it's not your support area. And I watch a lot of catalysts struggle with writing because we have so much to say. We want to do it so fast. We don't get to clarity. We iterate too much. And so often we just won't get the thing out there. And so for me, having Brandon and supporting us through a pretty specific process, even though we put that process to the test, let's say, we got it done and done is better than perfect. And I felt supported the whole way. And I also learned a lot more about you in the process, which was super fun. I agree with All of that. What are your earliest memories of being a catalyst, your earliest catalyst memories? 
There's two ways to answer this. I've had this strong entrepreneurial thread throughout my life, which a lot of catalysts have. So even just things like selling Girl Scout cookies, every rejection you get, you're just like, okay, how do I do it better next time? What do I need to say? Do I change my smile? Do I change my pitch? I also have to give a shout out to my mom who was always there helping me develop my sense of resiliency, which I think is really important for catalysts. And also my mom, you know, my parents were hippies. And so I was sort of, and this is, we have these questions like, where does catalysm start? Like, are you born? Is it nature versus nurture? I don't know, but I had these parents who had very strong commitment to creating positive change. And so in high school, using sort of this entrepreneurial skills and that strong commitment to change, I ended up starting the recycling program there. And that's something that I had a hard time claiming for a long time because so many of my friends so early on jumped in to help support it. And I activated my artist community to help with the marketing campaign, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, no, I remember when I was in the recycling lot and when I had the epiphany and when I got the phone number and when I called and all of that stuff. So I think it's a good lesson to go back and be like, that is a catalytic moment. And I can own that even though, of course, I didn't do it by myself. Like you, I also got into student government. And so um, I saw in college, the art history program beautifully had a lot of study abroad trips. And those costs were not included for people who are on financial aid. And I was on financial aid. And I wanted to also leave a legacy for the people behind me. So I got involved in student government so that I could fix sort of systemic issues like that. So it goes all the way back. All the way back. I didn't, I've never gotten to hear that second story. I knew you studied. So is that what allowed you to go study in Paris? I was already studying in Paris. So I was, it was, I applied to be senior class president. And I think I had started the, what they call the coup de pouce program. There was already sort of a financial aid program there. But what I did was I created a book buyback program so people could donate their books. Basically, we had a lot of affluent students too. And who's going to carry around from Paris to wherever they lived in the world, these monolithic books. So just donate them and then students can buy them at a discounted price, but then all of it. So it's this beautiful, like virtual upward spiral. Brilliant. Shannon Lucas. Thank you. I love it. All right. Last question for you today. What advice do you have for your 20-year-old self? I also thought about this question deeply, and I love this question, and I struggle with it because I fucking love my life. (laughs) And so what do you say? Like, don't change a thing, girl. It works out okay. But... That's the, that's a shitty answer for other people. And so the, the truth of the answer is I was gifted with a group of friends in high school who were incredibly, they still are all incredibly deep thinkers. And they helped me come to the realization when I was probably 16 to live life without regrets. I had known people who had suffered. I had a good friend whose brother had died at a very early age. And you're just like, you have today. That's all you're guaranteed. And it ties into the adrenaline junkie thing too, but it's just like, I, so starting at 16, I said, I would rather regret the things that I had done than the things that I hadn't done and just sort of like boldly go into life. There's a part there, which is like, without regrets, I'm not going to hold myself to, I should have, could have, would have. If I had to give myself one specific piece of advice though, and this is the thing I still struggle with today is it goes back to the self-compassion. Because even as you're doing that, particularly as a catalyst, and I think particularly as a woman, it's like, you're not doing it well enough. You're not thin enough. You're not this enough. You're not whatever. And that's bullshit. So that's the part where it's just like, let go of the inner critic, lean into all of those opportunities that you're willing to explore and just fucking enjoy them because it's a beautiful ride. 
My 20-year-old self is really hungry for that advice too. Thank you. I would have loved to have embodied that more. Shannon, it is the greatest honor to get to be in business with you, to get to grow a Catalyst movement and champion these amazing people. And literally, you know, one of our next books will probably be showing, showing the crazy impact that people are having once they really find the power of this self-identification and adopting the tools that help them. So thank you for doing this with me. I couldn't ask for a better partner. Well, I have to tell you, Tracy, this is going to turn into the love fest because I am living my best life because of you. This this pivot started when I started working with you and I got to see my whole life in context, not just these tiny little isolated buckets. So thank you for going on this journey with me and giving me my whole best life. You're welcome. I love you back. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you're interested in joining our global Catalyst movement, you can learn more at our website at catalystconstellations.com. And be sure to check out our book, Move Fast, Break Shit, Burn Out, The Catalyst Guide to Working Well. If you've got some other catalysts in your life, hit the share button and send a link their way. Thanks again.